First Corinthians 2 9, just listen. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of a man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God had revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searcheth all things, ye are the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man that is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing the spiritual with the spiritual. But a natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of christ we started a series on spiritual process and system spiritual process and system we have agreed that if there is any problem with us as a people and the people of god for that matter it is our lack of understanding into the way spiritual things work how things work in the spirit for some strange reason we are afraid to talk about the spirit realm and the processes of the spirit as if it were far-fetched or as if it were far removed from reality as if we don't have the bible the truth to teach spiritual things we fear to endeavor to explore the spiritual but there should be none of such fears because we have the bible as our guide and we have the holy spirit the spirit of truth as our teacher now as a prophet i continually feel the responsibility of teaching on a subject like this because prophets are more acquainted with the things of the spirit their gift is the gift of understanding is the gift of revelation where understanding is comprehension discernment and the interpretation of the divine will the text we just read was the last text we used to teach on discernment last monday when we started exploring spiritual process and system we are saying that just as there are natural processes to do a thing there are also spiritual processes due process must be followed in the things of the spirit they cannot be ignored as a matter of fact the bible says spiritual things must be discerned and the word is divide they should be properly discriminated place where they belong spiritual things must be placed where they belong everything in the spirit ought to be placed rightly right placement and your ability to see clearly and draw the line is very crucial the test i read says a lot of things i will not be able to get into today very exciting things now he's saying that i hasn't seen or ear heard nor entered into the heart of a man the things that god has prepared for those who love him 
It's not in the public domain. It's not out there for everybody to figure out or to see. The things of God are not common. They sanctify, they set apart. And that's where they belong. They belong to God's realm. And they will ever remain there. Those things are not going to come down there. You have to go up there. You have to get into them. And when you are born again, you are qualified by Christ into that realm. And then there is no compromising of the standards. It says spiritual things must be discerned. We have a big problem when it comes to things like this. And the problem is this. The old covenant, the works of the Lord, and the heavy burden of our former tax master, the old covenant, does not seem to allow us to walk in the liberty of the spirit where our minds are free from religion where we feel we always have to do something always have to do something always have to do something before we are accepted before we are approved before it is done we have to do something we have to do something it frustrates the grace of god it adds to the truth and when you add to the truth you've taken from it it cannot make god's love conditional and it hurts god so deeply it is not about doing something it's about knowing something it's not about doing something it's about knowing something where that something is what has been done what has been said listen we have to get back to the originality and take that word seriously the originality of god's purpose the original intent when you read ephesians 1 2 and 3 there is nowhere in ephesians 1 2 3 three full chapters where you see god saying we should do anything three full chapters god is just telling us what has been done what is his original purpose and what he did if there was anything to be done paul just pray for the church that we, our eyes should be open to see and then the latter part of the chapters uh, chapter 3 he asks that we be reinforced in inner man to apprehend why is that so because why have we made christianity look like we have to design something for god that's why a lot of us are trying to make a living when he gave us life to live we are making a living in fact you come to church and they are preaching on the blessing and they are preaching and you are hearing the good news but in your head well 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 if i sit down here i say god god who paid my bills because you know that after all said and done you have to go pay your bills so it's two lives the one that god is saying and the one that we have to manage what a frustration he said i has not seen no ear heard no entered in the heart of man the things that god has prepared for those who love him you know why these things are the things of God. They are of God. They are with God. They are spiritual things. They are not in the public domain. These things are so dear to God because that was his original purpose. Listen. God doesn't want a Christianity or any form of godliness. That is one that deviates from the original design. One which is not in the original intent. But as it were, 
touched, you know, superimposed, altered. And God doesn't like it, but we don't even see it. We're trying to work us something. We're trying to work us something. We're trying to make it. And that is why we become so cheap. Because we are comparing spiritual things with natural things. When Bible says compare the spiritual with the spiritual, because that would be a wrong comparison if you compare the spiritual with the natural or with the physical, because it's not going to work. You can't measure for hours prayer by how much money, not even how many souls that were saved out of it. You can measure your prayer by how much it did in the physical. That would be an unfortunate comparison. Jesus says a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. What is prophet saying? What is he talking about? Listen. There is a grand design. An original plan. Man's deviation from that plan is not so much about his inability to obey God's rules or the things he does wrong. Our deviation from the plan and purpose is simply our lack of faith or our unbelief. And it is a result of our lack of understanding of the original plan. It says, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit. Because the spirit searcheth all things. Now that word for search is the word for the descent. Divide. That word search is to scrutinize, to examine, to discriminate, to distinguish, to see as distinct, call as distinct, place distinctly everything. The Bible says the spiritual man judges all things. The spiritual man descends all things. The word there is descend, right? We agreed on that. The spiritual man judges all things. The spirit searcheth or judgeth all things so the key word here for spirituality is discernment where discernment means the right placement by reason of the mental distinction you are able to make now he didn't say the spirit searches some things he said searcheth all things and he said the spiritual man judgeth all things now we've agreed that the word search judge and descend is the same thing so he's just saying that when a man is spiritual, what happens is that everything that he hears or he sees. Ladies and gentlemen, people think that once it's a sermon, then it's truth. Even the word of God, Bible says, should be rightly divided. Even the Bible. So what about a man preaching it? I told you the last time that truth is encapsulated in facts. But facts themselves are not truths. Facts are situational, temporal, and they become a lie eventually. Because facts are only part of the truth. So when you hear the word of God, as a spiritual man, you are to discern it. What that means is that divide it. Know instantly where that message belongs. Know where to place it. The placement is not necessarily good evil. You know, people always think in dichotomies. And as far as they are concerned, it is either good or bad. It's black or white. What are you talking about? Between black and white, there are several colors. Too many colors. So it's not either or. So 
discernment is not just between demonic and divine but it's also between sacred and common but more than that more than that hear this there are degrees of glory and you must tell which level of glory this thing is in you must learn to approve things that are more excellent you must know things that excel that is why some people don't get crazy about just anything because they can see clearly that this where this belongs you see the bible is divided into two the old testament and the new testament the old testament was a temporal remedy of a problem not the original plan not the original plan not the original plan not the original plan it was earthy soulish natural and it was just to process the devil and sin it was to process the debt not to cancel the debt not to remove the debt not to pay the debt it is to process the debt to manage it in the new testament you have the original plan the original purpose so in the old testament you have facts in the new testament you have truths what is the new testament the new testament is christ revealed or god revealed in christ so the new testament is everything about christ and that includes his humanity his deity i mean his birth his life his works his words his death his resurrection and the outpouring of his spirit but listen truth is also measurable everything in the spirit is measurable the anointing is measurable there are levels in truth just as there are levels in glory so then you can find something that god did and someone said well god did this or god said this now you have to measure that closely by god's original purpose which is christ what i'm saying is that let's say paul writes a letter to the corinthians because of something that was wrong in the corinthian church in that exhortation obviously there will be things that paul would refer to which will be god's original purpose which they need to know but obviously he would also say certain things just because of the circumstance and the situation and you must tell the difference between what he was saying that was god's original plan and what he was saying just to correct a mess in the church that is why we say the book of ephesians because it was not written to a specific local church or it was not written you know many theologians believe that the introduction which says to the ephesians was not there in the original manuscript and when you read the content you would realize that he was not talking to a local church and neither was he trying to solve any problem in a local church so it freed paul to talk about the mystery of christ or the original purpose so in the book of ephesians now if you look at if you look at the way i teach i'm always preaching from ephesians you know why i do that 
This not to say like I'm teaching the truth or I'm the one teaching the truth. Or, that's nothing to do about that. What I'm trying to say here is this. The reason why I do that is, I understand the banker says when you go to their training school, one of the trainings they give you is they make sure you never see a counterfeit. You see the genuine notes, currency. You play with a genuine for a long time. The day you see the counterfeit, immediately, everything in you will tell you, this is not what I've been handling. And my desire, my intention is to keep teaching the truth, play with the truth until when you hear anything that doesn't sit well, you know. It may sound good, it may sound powerful, but you just know that well. Those are just the fringes. Those are that's not the real thing. You cannot preach truth without facts because it won't make sense. So no preacher ever would preach 100% truth. From the first word he said to the last word, it's 100%. Nobody can do that except prophecy. Prophecy can capture that. But once you start explaining the prophecy, you start adding the facts. And then you can have 100% truth. That's how truth it needs something to hang on. It needs the flesh to hang on. But remember, the Bible says, what is the chaff to the wheat? When your spirit man is ready to eat, it can take in everything, but the only one that will be absorbed and assimilated is truth. So I get hungry for truth. Anything I hear, I want to ask. I know some of you have even asked. How come there are a lot of poor guys, I mean poor as in financial, poor guys in the church and you guys are not teaching 10 ways to make money, 10 ways to be wealthy? Because 10 ways to make money is not truth. The world will teach you that church doesn't teach you that one. Because money is not the truth. Knowledge of money is just facts. And prosperity, financial prosperity is just a small percentage of the subject of prosperity true prosperity has nothing to do with money so we can spend time in church where we're supposed to teach you truth on 10 facts about money at least a prophet won't do that now this is not to insult any preacher who teaches these things you see sometimes they are even necessary sometimes you just you see when you have passion to see people do well in life you sometimes even want to put the bible aside and teach some people some common sense Okay? And sometimes when people are babies, you can just push the truth aside and play with the facts because that one will excite them. But you see, they are not enduring. The other problem is that when you teach truth without a lot of facts to support the truth, the young ones don't get it. So then, you rob them of understanding. So you have to live the truth and just come and dwell on the facts. For example, let's say marriage. You see all the Hollywood tricks on marriage and love. You see it looks very appealing. How many of them have marriages? It's just a smoke screen. It looks appealing. It looks nice. The guy will get him from the car, open the door for the lady. So who is submitting to who now? Okay, there's nothing wrong about that. But... You do all that in public, and you get home and you say, you got to submit. And you're confusing yourself. So, 
Stay with my example. I said, for example, marriage. Assuming I'm counseling somebody, and I said, the Bible says, love believes all things, hopes all things, endureth all things. The person who is not spiritual cannot see trust because I haven't used the word trust. He can't see trust in the word believe. He asks, what about trust? I don't trust him. Bible says, believe all things. And just that line has solved a lot of problems. All the jealousies and all, it solved it. Hopes all things. Look, people only divorce when they lose hope in the relationship. But it doesn't sound like the regular marriage counseling with the facts. That is how the word of God is. So, Stephen Covey wrote a book. And the book he wrote, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, where just, he was just talking about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And that book has become the number one business book of the 21st century. How come? He didn't talk about keep to time, work ethic, do this. Go ahead and check that book. Because everything is in truth. But we don't even appreciate it. We don't appreciate it because now we are not using the legal terms, the corporate language, so it doesn't appeal to our intellect. You remember I used to teach you on the peak performance, success stuff. We used to talk about the psychology of winning. The first principle is positive self-expectancy. Big words. It simply means faith or hope. Big word. To push our egos. Because we are intellectuals. And God said, don't confuse yourself. It's a simple word. It's hope. It's faith. Let me tie it all up. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. Yeah, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man that is in him. Even so, the things of God know no man but the spirit of God. Now, we have received. Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but in words which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But a natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, because they are foolish unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. Okay, let's just hold it there. Who has known the mind of God, of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. When God speaks a word, you must read between the lines. You must descend the word. Where is it coming from? Is it coming from the excellent glory? Or is it just one of those words he throws about because of the circumstance? You must measure the word. You must descend it. Don't say it's just the word of God. No. Take heed to what you hear. Then he said, take heed to how you hear. Listen. Anything God says or does, the what is important. But the how... You know that how is always more important than what? In life, the how is always more important than the what. What did he do? How did he do it? It changes what he did. It changes what he did. Paul said, may the eye of understanding be open, enlightened, so we may know what is the hope of our calling. You see what? But to know the riches of the glory of his inheritance among the saints what right and to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who believe he's talking about the how of the what 
you didn't know that the exceeding greatness of his power to us what do believe which he wrought in christ he's talking about the extent he's talking about the engineering how it was fashioned what went into it the process the power that was expended when god raised christ from the dead what it involves he's talking about how it is done the engineering that went into it because for many people the resurrection of christ from the dead was the man Egbo, and then he woke up no he died and then he resuscitated no way it's not resuscitation something happened all the eternal power of god all his love all his glory all his power all his wisdom went into the resurrection of christ from the dead that is the engineering may you know the extent of his love the length the breadth the depth the height i'm a child of god that's all god loves me and we've never even cared to know how much so now i listen to people talking i shake my head i say you don't know you didn't find out look if god ever loves you you have to find out the extent you have to find out if god is merciful you have to find out the extent it is crucial because finding out is how you receive it when you comprehend it you have apprehended it that is why i do a lot of meditation my spirit makes a diligent search every word i hear everything i do everything i see my spirit is listening i'm gleaning truth look life is short okay you don't know that compared to eternity if you live for a thousand years it's still short amen so we don't have time to waste so i glean for truth but you see because truth is eternal sometimes it takes time to build and to form and that is the frustration we are not able to wait for it so when we check the bible and it's not working then we add ours because that's faster Charlie, I'll be reading Bible and be rich when? So, then you cut corners. Because this Bible method, it works, but it takes a long time. Me was Sami Kai Kaya, Nami Pentemne, Marabuab Mehu, Onyamina Sem. Can you sing it for me? Samikaya Nami Pentemde Marama Boabehu Onyamina Samsu Otemimunti Samikaya Nameja Me here, Putra, Sansa Putra, Messiah was sent. 
Come on, the song says it all. The song says it all. Some make a car, not me, Pentanda, Come on, sing it. You believe that? The song says it all. Oh, oh. oh. Thank you, Jesus. Hey. You need some patience. You need the word of God. I want you to be on your feet and give the Lord a shout in this place. Keep clapping, keep clapping. 
Listen. The summary of my message is this. There's such a thing called the will of God. The original intent. We were fashioned for that purpose. All the engineering went into it. According as he chose us in him. From the foundation of the earth. Before the foundation of the earth. That we should be holy and blameless in him. In love. Having predestinated us. According to the adoption. Or to the adoption. Of sons. In a beloved. People think that we have to do something. For God to do something for us. That's been the whole premise of people's thinking. And that's what religion seeks to purport. Let's do something so that God will do something for us. No. God has done something for you. He wants you to believe it and walk in it. And you can't believe it if you don't know it. How can they believe on whom they have not heard? You can't believe what you haven't heard. You haven't studied. You you don't know. You won't believe it. You can say, I believe, I believe, but you haven't believed if you don't know it. So the blueprint is in Ephesians 1. And he's saying that he did all this according to the good pleasure of his will. It was not caused. This was original, original. Listen, anything that loses originality, as far as God is concerned, loses essence, loses glory. And your life originally has been designed in God's grace. The problem is not that you sin so bad. The problem is we don't believe. But you need to understand, we were told here that the word gospel from which we get a word good news is not just good news. The teacher said the translated didn't do a good job the word gospel means too good to be true that is what has been done for us your glory is not trying to do something to impress God your glory is in finding the original purpose and working in it do you know we've always understood this scripture God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think to mean that God has the ability to do beyond everything we ask and think and just to encourage ourselves that whatever we ask God will do he's saying that his will is even higher than anything you can ask so never try to take a shortcut thinking that that one is not provided for because what you have the capacity of being asking for or thinking is already captured in the will in his will for you and more you can't even exhaust it and this song god dropped in my heart just the whole sermon is just made simple in the song and so all of us everybody's struggling making to make it chale chale it is saying ah yeshemu it is saying yekusu ah it is saying yesheho chale ha we are hanging in there. Oh, amen. How can you hang in there? Whose life are you living? Whose script? 
the wonder society gave you the expectation of family friends the pressure economic pressure me too i be person me too i go drive clap for the lord that i may apprehend that for which i'm apprehended benjamin will lay hand on that for which we were apprehended the believing the believing the song says it all over the last part is good listen what you need is patience because truth has too much in it to mind and if you are not patient you think it's like the proverbial mushroom nowadays you can get some chemicals and throw to some tilapia in a pond and within some few days the tilapia will become mega we are eating all kind of things and we are getting cancers your fowls don't grow normally anymore they grow up normally everybody want to make it that's why guys who are calling to ministry nowadays can't oh my god they want to make it in three minutes they are competing with the latest pop singer they don't even understand this calling you need patience stay with truth thank you jesus say that let me tell you something seriously speaking if a man will read this bible and listen to his spirit he doesn't need too much marriage counseling because the things are intrinsic they are in there in your heart values that align with the correct principles based on the word of god let me say something to you the fruits of the spirit that is all there is in this life if you want to live check the fruits of the holy spirit and do that one that's all leave it and bible calls it the fruit of the spirit so that it will not be effort it will flow it will flow as you align tell somebody self-control is still the fruit of the holy spirit one fruit of the holy spirit one can see a man through his life one fruit of the holy spirit can make you successful in business one fruit of the holy spirit can make you successful in marriage that is all there is in this life you see the abundant life god gave you that is what has been divided into what we call the fruits of the spirit there's a way it's what has been reduced into bite sizes for you so when you have more peace you have more away more joy more away more love more away more patience more away more meekness more away and live that life not the one the world offers may god bless you in jesus name amen thank you jesus put your hands together for the lord now listen we are not raising a church that will survive in this life we overcame this world when we got born again whatsoever is born of all God comes the world 
We are talking about ruling in the life to come. In the age to come. That's what I'm preparing you for. In the age to come. You are a guys because you see these fruits of the spirit they endure. So those are the things that will remain. Billion years from now your self control, your love, your joy, your meekness. Those are the things you used to rule in the age to come. Your stature is determined by that. Your muscles, spiritual muscles are determined by that. Your beauty, your crowns, they are all determined by that. Let no man deceive you. You are blessed. Don't try to manufacture anything for yourself outside the love of God, outside the grace of God. It won't work. It just won't work, I'm telling you. You even get more frustrated. May you enjoy peace. Don't be afraid. You will not fail. As it is written, whosoever believeth in him will not be ashamed. You will not be disappointed. You will not be ashamed. Sometimes it comes so close. Ah. Ah. It comes so close. Sometimes disgrace comes so close. Sometimes it looks like you are about to be disgraced. But just believe God. He says you shall not be ashamed. Believe God at least. Believe him. God said, I will not be disgraced. Apostle Ziga says, when they throw a lemon at you, God will turn it to a lemonade. He is a father of glory. Glory emanates from him. Glory, all glory. Everything that is good comes from him. Every good, all good and perfect gift, everything that is good comes from him.